This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Debut at Brentford Fan Show with Bisotti. Okay, evening, right. evening. Okay, it's me, and they spelt my name wrong. Paul Morty Moore. It's not a great start. I didn't no, I've spell only, it. To be honest, I've only been here a year, so so <laughs> I can see how they'd get it not wrong. Long enough. Now, now to my right is Dave Laney Lane. Hello, mate. How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Very good. good. And to my left, it's David. XG Dave Anderson. That's correct. Yep, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, now, how you doing? Just explain to me the XG. <laughs> this is uh, this is Billy's doing. I think um, XG expected goals. He's just he's basically coined the name for me, XG Dave. Right, that is what I can be known uh, for. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. Okay. You're not allowed to be anywhere near besotted unless you've got a nickname. <laughs> and <laughs> right. as tenuous or pathetic as they are, all right. good. Everyone has to have one. Mm. All right, and, and he, he can he can squirm his way out of this XGness, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's, but it, it's, it's, it. it's stuck. He, he needs to own this. Oh, you yeah. Got, yeah, you got to own it, my friend. Yes, and, <laughs> and I tried to. I tried to. And there's Gary GP Paul, who will be along later on. Yeah, That's, late. I, I feel a little bit uh, naked just with Paul Mortimer. We call you Mort. I, I should. Okay, that will do. I, I, I'll take that. But you lot have got something in the middle, Laney Lane and X, XG. I'm still not getting this XG. I <laughs> you will do. By the end of the show, you'll be. You must have heard you know. of the expected goals. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not having all of that, though. You, no. Come on, you're, you're, just, you're, you're just, old school, are you? Yeah, I'm old school. Yeah, know, expected yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> we can talk about it later if you want. Okay, let's have a start. <laughs> Did the international break come too early for the bees? Yes. Um... Yeah, it did. I mean, it, to be honest, international break was only for flash clubs when I was growing up, and <laughs> and it okay. never it never affected Brentford. We we it, when we had one player, we we in fact when we were in like League League Three, yeah. or League, you know the third tier, there would be the international break would come round, and we were like a bit envious of play, you know teams <laughs> yeah. that would have that, that, they, their games would be off, yeah. but we yeah. would still have to go because no no one would want to represent <laughs> any of our players at international level. Yeah. But now it's almost every single one. So they must the the players that aren't on international duty must be walking around the training ground looking like Norman Nomads. Well, yeah, they're the weird ones now. So it's, it's completely flipped, hasn't it? We're, but isn't 
that progress for you? For us. Yeah, massive. I mean, don't, don't you see progress. that? I mean, listen, you're talking about yesteryear where, you know, every player, well, you didn't even have an international break. You, you're not played. Yeah, they yeah, played, yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden, they're being called off because you've got half a dozen players playing away. That's great progress, isn't it? Oh, it, it is incredible. You, you know, you think that we're recruiting from all the way around Europe yeah. and, and further afield and, you know, at almost at every, literally every representative level from mm. 15, 16, 17, I mean, you know, the, our players have played for their countries at every level. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, you've got under under twenty one in, in England internationals with yeah, Ellery Balkum. It's quite a proud. Um, you know, that's that's a that's a big thing for Brentford. England under twenty ones. Mm. That's 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 pretty special. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's, it is progress, and it's it's happy days. And you, and you got you got. I mean, you got to be happy. I mean, talking about being happy, Brentford fourteenth, seven points, mm. six games. 14th is your evaluation bang, bang on halfway and yeah well i'd see he knows his I maths doesn't he bang on halfway yeah oh. but i mean if you look at the results and the fixtures and results so mm. far what is it 3-0 beating derby yeah great performance great result yeah um the unfortunate beating by charlton mm. I, yeah, I should your keep boys. that down no, yeah. I, from what i gather we scored and hung on because yeah, it, was a, play, it yeah. was a robbery mate yeah. well um, that happens every now and again the loss at leeds yeah yeah, we deserve that. And drawing with Hull. Hmm. Yeah, and that, uh, it was a decent Hull team as well, actually, on the day. Yeah, and, they were really good. And, and I'll say, I think we've been... I think it's been a, an okay start to the season. Yeah, you know. it's almost like you're looking for a metric, like expected goals, to tell you a bit more about the table. So uh, basically, we have been quite a good side so far. We've we've missed a lot of good chances, basically. So high value chances. This is where the this is where the expected goal stuff comes in. So so Leeds was quite a tight game. We kept yeah. them, kept them really really tight. Didn't give them too many chances. And then in the end, they just nick it. Charlton absolutely battered them. That should have been sort of two three nil. Birmingham as well. Lost that one. That was a really unfair game. Lost that one nil. So if you look at the league table, it's not really telling you the full story. Well, okay, but but let me ask you this. See, the way I look at it now is, are Brentford becoming one of those teams that people say, what a great side they are, and we were lucky after they've beaten you. Do you know what I mean? After you've been beat. Uh, yeah, there it, is and then, that, and, then, yes. and then after the game, the manager says the same thing. We had loads of chances. We had all the possession in it, mm. but couldn't score. Yeah, uh, it just depends where your barometer is of success. Mm. You know, we, we've come a long way in a, in a, in a short space of time. Yeah. And it's better for... I, I, I'm only speaking personally here. I think it's better that people see you and they recognise you as a really excellent footballing team who are slightly short in one or two areas rather than the Wimbledon of old that get success by playing brutal long ball percentage football mm. we are technically a great team and you know Dave Seeger who was in here earlier with you know the Arsenal show yeah. he came to Ch- he was at Charlton um, with his you know son-in-law to be his stag do yeah. and he said Brentford are Arsenal under Wenger. <laughs> we are technically oh outstanding, <laughs> but we are we're light in one or two areas. But I, mate, I, I, as a Brentford fan, I'll take that all day long at the moment. Yeah. It's one step at a time, and, and we'll get there. And that's what you're doing. It's the long game, isn't it? So if you keep doing these things, if you keep sort of playing the ball well, getting into good areas, keeping possession, wearing teams down, eventually it will all click, and we will be okay. a scary. All side. right. Uh, it sounds. I mean, uh, the optimism I, I, I take, but. Mm. Going back to Mr. Seeger and Arsenal, yep. there came a spell where Arsenal became somewhat tired and stale and predictable. Still playing great football, but mm. not hurting people anymore because people kind of knew, we're giving the ball there because we know that the areas they're short in are the ones that matter. Mm. Now, for you lot, um, losing Neil Mopé, 
that late in the day. I mean, yep. you, you couldn't really bring anyone else in. I know you tried for Lyle <laughs> Taylor, but you couldn't bring anyone else in. And you're not going to be able to do it till January. That's a that's yeah, a real problem. That was it. Was it was a difficult situation, um, you know, and, and, and people rightly say that we should have preempted that. But until you've got the eighteen twenty million pounds in the bank, yeah. you don't know. How, you don't a club like us. We don't know how how big you're going to spend to replace. Yeah. And we got you know we got the Iranian guy that came in, the Iranian Swedish guy that came in with his twenty five agents, mm. and that that didn't happen on the day. Yeah. and it was a good job. He's got four months suspended by by UEFA oh, now. For yeah, so, you pre- dodged, dodged so we it, dodged a, ma- we, yeah. a, a like a, a missile sort yeah. of bullet on that yeah. one, and. You know, it's it's difficult for us. So we we've got we've got a player coming in in January who's who's ripping it up, and he is the real deal as who's well. That? So that is uh, Halil Dervisoglu. So he played in the under twenty one match against. Who? I'm not going to say it again because it's quite difficult. To <laughs> so get who's out. he played for now? Uh, he's at Rotterdam at the moment, so he's right. coming to us in January. So I think how I describe him is, uh, do you know when you're a child or a kid at Christmas and yeah. you've. Uh, as a console out, a really good games console, and yeah. you've been told you can't have this. You can't have this till Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what Devis Oglu is. We're going to get him in January. He's going to be a really good Christmas present because, yeah, he's he's absolute class act. So he played for Turkey in the under twenty one match. Yeah, uh, so he's very week. he's very young. He's nineteen. He's really young, right. but he doesn't. But that's what we do, Mort. Yeah, it's, that's what we do. Yeah, young. is what we do. But he I mean, doesn't. He doesn't look nineteen, and he doesn't play okay. like nineteen. No, the, 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 the reason I say that is because often in the Premier League. You can bring kids in and just give them a bit of time. The championship is a hit the ground run. It's a dog of a division. It yeah. really is a difficult division to get out of. And I look at the table and I think it's probably the most competitive year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it you was. Know? I think some people wrote it off last year. They said it wasn't a strong division, but I, I completely disagree with that. And I think it's it's stronger now. I think you're looking yeah. at sort of eight teams that can really yeah. eight to ten I, teams I, that you're really you're right. I think it is, it is a strong division and it's strong deeper. Yes, it is. Time. Yes, it is. Where, you know, people say, "Oh, Leeds United." I, actually, no, not Leeds United. Leeds United are obviously a massively fit, massively. Yeah. But they're under pressure. They have to do this. They've got a small squad, yes, and, right. and they're going to they're going to go pop again, like they always do. They're going to run out. They, they will run out of steam. I mean, you know, you, you got your West Broms. I mean, Charlton are up there. I will tell you what, mate. Oh, yeah. Now you're no, doing a good job there, mate, for the addicts. <laughs> no, seriously, on a on a serious note, there's a lot of very strong teams. I mean, if you look at Derby, 19th place. Mm. You know, that's the, there. There are people in false positions at the moment. Yeah. You, you, I, I think you probably say Brentford. I mean, I'm looking at Brentford. Last couple of years, and we're better. We're better than that position, of course. I, I looked at you. I mean, I, th- I, remember, I think it was last year. I watched you play Sheffield Wednesday at home. You beat them two 0 It should have been yeah. about six or seven. It's the best football I'd seen in a while, and you weren't able to just keep it up. There was a spell where I don't know if if legs went. I don't know if if a, a few players you lost a few players and what have you. Could that happen again this season? Yeah, so there's always a chance, but you know, and, and I will say about Charlton, they 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 seem to be able to mix it up as well. So they played, we, they played and beat us, yeah. playing one style of football. Apparently, during the week before they played us, they played Nottingham Forest yeah. and they played really good football. Yeah, they didn't they didn't park the bus like yeah. they did against us, and it didn't. Well, they got the draw, but they got the victory about us. So is is Bowyer's happy to kind of he's kind of savvy? Yeah, but he's got to because he hasn't got the squad that you've got. No. He hasn't got the 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 options that you've we got. We spent big as well. You know exactly. Mm. He hasn't got that. So and and you look at Charlton at the moment, and and I know you know me and my boy go, uh, and and my boy he was he was on holiday the other day when we I think when we beat your lot, and we're go, we're going up, and I'm saying no 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 no. no. <laughs> what Lee Bowyer is thinking is 36 more points, exactly is to get right. to 50 points, whereas you are swimming in a different pool completely. Well, we are, but 
I think ultimately the people that have been for a, there's two there's two schools of Brentford fans. There's one there's the newer sort, mm. which I'm not knocking any sort, but mm. you know if you're a B, you're a B, and we're proud to have you. But the ones that have been to you know up and down the country for donkey's years to all kinds of lower league places, yeah, we're we're just happy to be at the party, and. You're right, you know, let's get to those 40 whatever points yeah. first and then let's kick on. But but I'm surprised. I mean, I look at the Brentford and I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, um, I'm looking at playoffs minimum. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I hope so. But the problem you have is the cycle that you have where you you buy, <coughs> you you improve and sell. Neil Mopai stays, you're a playoff, uh, at minimum playoff side. But that's he leaves mm. and and it's remained Sawyer's as well as gone. Who was huge? That's a massive loss. Ben Rama was was looked mm. like he was going to go. Yeah. So if you'd lost all three of them, that's a, they're difficult players to replace and hit the ground running. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. But that's that's yeah. So our, our directors of football, this is this is what they live for. This is what they do. They they look at sort of players to to come in and hopefully develop. And and this time we've actually spent a little bit more money than we would have mm. before. In fact, we've spent quite a lot more than we have before. And we're hoping now that we've got a set of players that that are a different tier that do take us that next level quicker and don't take as long to adjust. And we have we have done some work. I mean, it looks like Morpai's gone. It looks like we've lost our striker, but. Watkins is there now, so Watkins yeah, coming to centre forward. So two weeks ago, people have probably written Watkins off and say he can't play centre forward. I mean, last week he scored two, and he's the greatest number nine we've ever had. So I think we need to give them a bit of time. We're always going to create good chances. We're yeah. just going to sort of yeah keep possession against sides. And what we need to do is just hope that this current batch do gel together in time and and take us through to till January at least. Again, I mean, will you have, I'm guessing, and we'll talk about it as, as time goes on, more money to spend if needed? Um, uh, well, very, very briefly. Possibly, um, possi- do you think? Possibly. We've, we're, we're, still waiting, we're still waiting for the James, Talskow, James Talkowski move to happen. Okay. A massive windfall And then from you that. get a windfall from that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. There's more to come after the break. We'll talk about Sergio Canos and Bees visiting Deepdale this Saturday. We'll talk about that as well. And Gary Paul's arrived. <laughs> This is Love Sport. Love Sport. <laughs> 17 minutes past. This is like kids in a playground. I've got to say, you look giggling and laughing all the time. We've been joined by Gary G.P. Paul. Yeah, uh, apologies for my tardiness. But, is, um, is the G.P. just your initials? Is that Yeah, it? my initials. It doesn't we, mean anything. We don't go oh, very Griffith, far with our nicknames. Hence, you've got Laney. Okay, you've got Laney and... XG. 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 I'm still not having it. <laughs> you, you know what? You see, the thing about it is, you look like a Laney. Do I? You look like David Lane. You look like a, a, la- a lady. No, Laney. <laughs> Gary, you look like a GP. Yeah, well, it was probably the right overall sort of done it. <laughs> David, you don't look like a XG Dave. You, you don't, don't look it, like a it, fraction. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't look like a maths equation. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I think <laughs> he's not a number. He's a real man. Oh, he is. Is he? Okay. So international bees roundup. Who's where? Mm. Who's gone when? Well, who is where? So go XG. Yeah, I'll try. This is a really long... So apologies any Brentford players listening that I've probably missed out. We've got about 100 out there uh, busy doing stuff. But, yeah, we've got quite a few. So we've got our new 
Captain Marvel Pontus Janssen. Um, he's out for Sweden. He's had a couple of games with them. May I just say, what a, a statement signing, by the way. Huge, yeah. It's Proper really football. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't sign players like Pontus Janssen. No, and no, we do you now. don't. You <laughs> normally <laughs> sign youngsters that you... Yeah. But he's ready-made. and he is, is. Is that is. moving away from the model? What what prompted that? I think it's, I it's circumstance as well, I think. But and, and he probably does he probably does fit into that sort of undervalued yeah, area definitely. where, you know, we, we bought him for five or six million, mm. but we could, we could probably sell him in the January transfer for window for 25 yeah. probably you know I'm not saying we will but yeah. they're probably thinking actually is an opportunity is expensive but he's probably worth more than that I right. guess it's probably similar to um, when we had Belland in the sense that you've got that older more experienced head mm. and these young guys that were coming in like Mepham at the time mm. and Barbe was what 22 at the time mm. you yeah. see you've got that older head in there um, yeah. to kind of lead these guys through but, yeah no disrespect to Bellin but this is another level on top of that. Yeah. this is yeah this is something ready made he's been at Leeds played with Bielsa for a bit knows how to win it's just he is an absolute exactly. leader yes yeah, especially yeah. in England as well so he's out in he's out in Sweden he is yeah yeah so he's been, uh, Sweden had Norway on Sunday so that was last night depending yeah. on when you listen to this Sandy Derby yeah yeah so that finished one all but uh, unfortunately for Pont as well but good for us he actually hasn't gone to the pitch so he's been on the subs bench for both yeah, games which is fine yeah, no, no, that's, what, what, no, that's exactly good. what we that's want that's exactly what we want he goes out gets a nice rest and comes back so well, selfishly well you'd rather him play because <laughs> to be honest because you're travelling out there yeah. you're not playing it's so demotivating it re- and, and to be honest you're more tired when you don't play it sounds really weird yeah. because you're just Travelling and you're sitting and watching and yeah, it's, in the short it's term, difficult. Yes, but in the long term, I mean, the miles on the clock. So yeah, it probably yeah, it will be fine in the long run. We'll, okay. we'll benefit. That'll I shall be take fine. your word for that. We don't need injuries, though, do we? Well, no, remember definitely. what happened yeah. to Lloyd when he went to play for Ghana, and then we ended up losing him for the rest of the season, didn't we? Oh, uh, but I suppose. I uh, do you know what? I suppose international football is a blessing and a curse. It's great for a club mm. like Brentford. Yep. It's a great you know feather in your cap, but because <clears> of squad sizes. If you get one or two injuries, because yeah. the internationals are more, normally your prominent players. Yeah. So you lose a couple of them, oof, and it's not great. No, no, it's not. Yeah, you've got to make sure they're wrapped in cotton wool and come back nice and fresh, mm-hmm. nice bows. Uh, <laughs> nothing uh, <laughs> nothing too uh, drastic there. But yeah, just quickly flick through. So we had Dalsgaard, he is out, uh, played a couple of games for Denmark. Our, yeah, our second, sort of, I think, is our second vice captain now, I'd say, mm. our second leader on mm. the pitch, becoming quite strong. Um, Difficult draw against Georgia for Dalsgaard. Uh, big win that he didn't get on the pitch for 6-0 against Gibraltar. Uh, ben Rama's actually playing tonight. Well, we're not sure if he's actually going to start yet or where he's going to be at the 9 o'clock tonight in, against Benin for Algeria. Uh, and Buemo, he's a he's our exciting new 19-year-old that we've just signed. So he's um, played for France under-21s. Wow. Which was, so that was the first time he was called up for the under-21s. Yeah, under it was 21s. his debut. Did really, really well. Sort of came on as an early sub and um, involved in a couple of the goals, heavily involved as well. And he, mm. he just looks like he's going to fit right in at France under-21 level. Mm. Which I, I think really important for Brentford, that yeah, he, he can come to Brentford mm. and at the same time that he gets a step up into yeah. France under so yeah. so the French setup are seeing coming to Brentford as, as a yeah. as a as a promotion plus, for yeah, really yeah proud. quite right too yeah great stuff there yeah so already sort of on his debut sort of mm. involved in two goals so that's really exciting um, but just quick on Brian actually for his second match uh, I think it's going to be tomorrow or tonight I'm not sure but he goes back to his old uh, ground they're playing on uh, he came from Troyes 
and uh, he's going to go and play back at Twa, which is nice for his international side. Yeah, so that's quite a nice, really good reception there. Yeah, yeah, they're mm. going to love him there. It's going to be great for him. He's going to come back buzzing. So, mm. oh, nice pun there, buzzing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next, um, just quickly, we spoke about him earlier. Halil Dervasogli, the Turkish under twenty-one Who? player. Uh, Halil Dervasogli. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> um, he is the nineteen-year-old we spoke of. Yeah. Um, we, he's going to join us in January. He. Yeah, he had a really good game. So Can I ask why he's joining in January? Just didn't get it done in time, or kind of? Yeah, it was the way. In fact, that's through. a really. In fact, that's a brilliant question because <laughs> I don't think any of us know. No, uh, I think right. there was one. You know, I'm reading between the lines. Chinese whispers. I think there's one price for immediately and another price for January. And, and I think we thought at the time the DOFs and the way it was panning out, yeah. we thought we had the centre new centre forward situation sorted. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But, gotcha. but in the end, gotcha. it didn't happen. Right. So uh, we were like. Why didn't we get him now? Mm. So, yeah. It is yeah. difficult because it is a balancing act, isn't it? Yeah. You, know, you, you have to wait for this yeah. and then, yeah. Exactly. You think something else is coming through and then yeah. it doesn't and then you look a bit silly on the it's other a shame, side. It's a shame but we haven't got him now. It is a shame. It is a shame. Mm. But also he gets to play every week and, uh, yeah, he's hopefully he just makes a big impact in uh, in January. But um, he had a really good game against England. I think a lot of people would have watched that and seen yeah. how good he is up close for, for the, probably the first time. Had a really good battle with Trevor Chalaber, who's on loan at Huddersfield. Um, he's a he's a good player. Yeah, he is. There was a real good battle they had during that game. So, good insight into what we're getting there. He, he just looks ready-made to come in and yeah. just terrorise English defences, which is exciting. Um, onto the goalkeeper front, yeah, Ellery Balcom, under-21s, he's been involved with their setup, which is, yeah, quite exciting. Um, yeah, it's quite proud for us to have a, sort of someone hovering around the England side, yeah. which is... I don't think I can't think of anything that's happened like that before. Nowhere, nowhere near, really. Well, because people are keeping an eye on him. Once he's yeah. in it, mm. you know he's going to be monitored. Yeah. Not just, unfortunately for you, not just by the uh, no. the England lot either. So, so, I mean, this is a question for you actually. So, if when you make England under twenty ones, yeah, that puts you in a different bracket with other clubs that are looking at you. Yeah, so, definitely. So they're thinking he's, he's not he's not got here by chance. No. Yeah. He's he's the real deal. A certain club type of club will be starting to look at you, without a doubt. Yeah. You're, you're you're in that under twenty one system. A certain type of club will, will start to look at you. you. You'll have and the thing with scouts is every single player of note in the country they already know. Mm. So they'll already know about, mm. about him. But it's about how close they get to being ready. Mm. Yeah, and so that's, then people start to take more That's notice. probably a good case with um, Balcom, actually. So there's a lot of people that think, because he's in the under-21 side, why is he not starting or second in command? We've actually mm. got three keepers ahead of him at Brentford, which is quite weird to say. It's, really. a, bit, it's a bit like, sort of like so Esri Concer, when he got to that yeah. level as well, yeah. he, he, he then got his move, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm. He did. Being it's in and around the under-21s. getting to that level. And, and once you get to that level, you find people start watching you. Because mm. the England, England games, I remember somewhere saying that I think there were... 20-odd scouts from other countries, from German teams and everything, watching yeah. the under-21s because they want to take the young kids. Yeah. You know, The Germans want to take our young kids and, and, and put them in their first team. Of course so. they do, because we can know we've got a lot of those young kids that aren't getting top-quality football. Yeah. Yeah, no, exciting stuff. Yeah, so hopefully a yeah, big future for him. Maybe if, if it's not at Brentford, it could be somewhere else, but exciting things coming forward for him. Um, who else have we mentioned? Yeah, just sort of dipping into the B team. We've got a couple of the youngsters are playing out. Nick Sorella, he's someone we got from Spurs earlier mm. in the summer. He's um, a player that looks like we're trying to rehab him, sort of serious injuries, getting him back to speed. Yeah. Um, looks quite exciting. He came on for Cyprus, um, but they couldn't uh, avoid defeat against Norway. And then a couple of the other youngsters, uh, Cold as Silver, played a little bit. Uh, for no, sorry, he didn't get on, but he was involved in the Wales side, and then yeah. Jan Zambrick as well. He's just been awarded with a nice big contract, so that yeah, lots of faith in him. Um, 
played for Czech Republic and yeah just a, just an it's exciting a league of match. nations isn't it there's, there's mm. so much going on yeah, and, and Marcus Force is another one you know he, he, he yeah, he's not involved he's not involved in the in the international shake up at the moment mm. but he, he went out on loan mm. um, to AFC Wimbledon yeah. scored against franchise FC um, <laughs> in the in the Womble Derby <laughs> yeah. and um, it, it was a brilliant header wasn't it it was, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. lovely just sort of back where yeah. it came from it was interesting because he literally had only been on about yeah. five minutes hadn't he yeah, yeah, your first chance. Okay, so. I want to touch on a couple of things quickly because we've not got long to the next break. The new stadium, how's it looking? Are you all excited? Yeah, what, I think. What ve- level of football do you want to be playing in there? <laughs> well, as I said, if you know, hopefully we turn the corner in the last match. But no, the stadium's getting on finally. Seats are starting to go right. in. Um, at the moment, there's a bit of rumble because a lot of people wanted to see a traditional red right. all the seats, but they've gone. I don't know if you've seen um, Windsor Park. Yes. Um, so it's similar to that. Oh, right. Where they've got sort of like multicolored seats. Right, I it's like, see. It's like camouflage. Yeah. Yeah, that'll irritate the fans. And, yeah. and you say there's rumblings and stuff. We haven't got a Spurs situation going on, have we? Where, you know, it's it's... Three, three quarters of the way through the season when 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 the stadium's open no yeah no 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 <laughs> we're on target aren't we we're yeah. all, all well it, it, look, it looks they... i mean some of the comments i saw a lot of people are saying they can't believe it's going to take another 10 months <laughs> but it won't um because obviously i don't know if you remember initially we were going to be um, moving into the stadium at the end of this year that's right this calendar year yeah. um that was pushed back which i think was a very good move because we're we avoid the Spurs situation of it not being ready yep. and the whole kerfuffle of having to move halfway everything across halfway I think you'll have, of, you'll have learned of, of the Spurs yeah. situation about taking your time yeah. and getting it right. Exactly. It's, just, it. it's just not a good idea. I mean, we're now at the moment, the pitch is, the pitch is going in as well. So there is now finally grass yeah. in the stadium after how many years is it we've looked at that? Oh, it's a, a, a long time. Yeah, we're probably looking at almost after almost 20 years of search and there is actually yeah. now we now actually have semblance of a pitch there sounds, sounds so that's brilliant getting... fingers crossed you must be so there's so much to to look forward to for brentford isn't there so it's just it's an upward trajectory real optimism for the for the future which looks really bright yeah, yeah. I, well, before the derby game i walked around the perimeter like not the perimeter of the pitch i walked around the perimeter of the site and uh yeah it's it's the, cl- the cladding starting to go on it, yeah. it was the mm. first time i actually thought oh this is this is pretty special actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and, I, and I, I have to counter that. You know, there's obviously a lot of mixed emotions. You know, not, I don't think any of us, you know, you know, I don't think one of us wants wants to go. Yeah, but we we have to, you know, the pr- progress and what the stadium. Yeah looks like you have to move with the times we're, yeah. we're you know we're, it's a, we're hosting women's Euro games there They're, you know it's going to be a landmark stadium in, in, in West London so you know Griffin Park we love you to bits yeah. but you, you know it's I, time to move in on. my ignorance I thought it, you, you know you come out of Griffin Park and turn left up the A4 I thought it was that way but it's not it's, it's close to Q it's right next yeah. to Q yeah. Yeah. Bridge so yeah. I was thinking wow because I, I tried to visualise where it is and I know exactly where that is now yeah and you know ironically it's within a hundred yards of where the, 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 the club was actually founded oh really right, um, yeah there was a pub by the bridge where the rowing club and they, they they voted for a winter sport, and yeah. that was Brentford Football Club. So, how are you going to cope without the four pubs on the corners? <laughs> oh, well, well, there's, there's plenty of pubs. You'll mu- muddle through. You're, you're, yeah, we'll find a way. There will be a committee meeting. <laughs> Might need some help. Oh, there will. We're there. More, you'll have to come down. Will, will, will you have to help me? I shall try as long as you a black currant and coke. That's that's my tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This 
is Love Sport. Oh, God's 8.32 is a Brentford fans show with Besotted and myself, Paul Mortimer. Still, my name's been spelt wrong. I'm going to moan about that every hour. With Dave Laney Lane, David XG. I'm still not having That's it. it. XG Dave Anderson yeah. and Gary GP Paul. <laughs> Hello. Very quickly, Sergio Canos. Have we found Sergio Canos' future position? Because from what you're telling me, he's he's an attacker. I've, I've seen him play. He's a beautifully gifted player, coming in off the line and dribbling and taking people on and producing stuff. Yet he's playing wing back. You're asking him to run back and defend. Ooh. What's that about? <laughs> well, what we, is that about? <laughs> so that shows how flexible we are. But we are asking him to do it. So it's, a, it's not it's not as defensive as you think. And um, we've got three centre backs, so yeah. that right centre back does cover a lot of that right area, and they work in partnership with the right wing back. Yeah. And behind Sergi on the against Derby, he had Dalsgaard behind him, and it was it was very much like sort of those working together and him sort of coaching Sergi through that and telling yeah. him when to push on. But as a right, he's got honestly, he has all the attributes. So we, it happened last season. We played Aston Villa, and nobody could work out the team sheet because Frank had thought about this, and he thought, "Where can I, where can I scupper my old, uh, my old boss, <laughs> Dean Smith?" And he thought, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to put Canos right wing back, and he's ele- his pace is strong. Yeah. Um, he likes space in front of him. He's really hard to pick up, on and he can right. run. He can run yeah. for, yeah, he can run for days. So what happens when he's a bit, so, so a bit, a bit harsh on Sergio here in the final third? He is a little bit erratic, and he's very, he's quite lucky as a player, and he needs, he needs a big space." to make it he's got, his touch isn't quite as tight as sort of a Ben Rama so no. if you bring him back a little bit you're giving him a little bit more time to sort of run in and the, the spaces open up a little bit so he is a, he's a bit more effective when you bring him sort of out of yeah, that final third where he's coming onto the ball as well he is he is and I think he get, what, what happens is we sort of overload so we work on the left quite a lot mm. you sort of win possession over there suck a few people over to that side and that right hand side if you're on the left becomes free and that's when he gets the ball and can run into space and cause some serious damage sort of arriving a bit later and being that spare man so it it's it's really exciting seeing him play there, and I'm, I'm yeah, I, I kind of think it's it's somewhere where he should be looking to sort of play in the future. I, I completely agree, and, and um, what when he was actually in a more advanced position, mm. some of his shooting I thought was really weak, and and, yeah. and it was really disappointing, you know. And we've got the song, you know. How did you score that goal? <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, now I'm thinking it's actually ironic. Like how? How? Not how, how did you? Like how did you score that <laughs> yes. goal? And yeah. you know, it it it, it seems. Everything for a shot wise was scuffed yeah. and yeah. It, was, it was rushed. Mm. Now I think he's got more time and he, he mm. seems to be. I, I'd say he enjoys it. Yeah. Less, pre- less pressure, but more pressure. Different kind of he's pressure. He's also yeah. putting in some very good. He, in the last game, he put in some very good crosses as well. Mm. And I've, I think I've seen an, imp- an improvement in his delivery um, from out wide since he's been <laughs> but let me in ask, that position. Let me ask. See, if I'm playing against you or I'm doing match analysis, I'll look at him and I'll say, right. When he goes forward, I'm going to make sure that I exploit the space behind him because he's not a natural defender. Now, in doing that, what I want, I want your right-sided centre-half to come out. I want him to come out. So that's that's where I'll exploit other clubs must are going to see that at some point. They can, but they, they have to get the ball first as well. So that's where we're quite good in possession. But it's also <laughs> we've got seventy percent possession. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't give it up for fun. But no, this is why we play three centre backs as well. Frank he does like this, and I think it's that extra insurance policy. So Dalsgaard on the right of the three, when he does step forward, Pontus will slip round. And then whoever's playing on the left, if it's Pinnock or Jean Vier, they'll move more central. We're, we're quite a fluid side, and yeah. the three at the back system does give you a lot of cover. And, and it's sort of it, And it, sometimes you see Rico Henry, he will he will switch 
wing yeah. and come yeah. back and cover. He's, you know, we've got people that do read the game really well. Yeah. So you're fairly balanced, yeah. more, more, more so at the back than yeah, I can more remember. At the back yeah. than we've ever been, and it's actually quite scary how <laughs> sort of solid we are back there. And I, I wanted to ask you about about your manager Thomas Frank um, because mm. when he first got the job, uh, uh, you know, and he had a terrible spell. And to be truthfully sure honest. Did. Any manager could have would have been sacked. Then any other club, they, they they would have. It was it was terrible. It was eight defeats or something like that on the back. It yeah. was it was really scary. And and your club backed him. Mm. They yeah. did. And, and I, you know, I've, I've I've admitted this several times on this radio show and, and equally on on the podcast as well on Thursdays that you know I was one that said I, I, I'm not sure he's going to turn this around. I I I couldn't see it happening, and mm. I've been proved wrong. And um, you know he's there for the he's there for the long haul. The the, the people that are in charge of of the club. Um, you know Matt, Matt Benham and, and, the, and the DOFs they have got 110% faith yeah. in him uh, he's part of that whole project so mm. you know there's no point in saying we're stuck with him that's, 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 a, that's the wrong expression but he we don't make decisions based on on ten games. Yeah, we've yeah. got a very, very, very longer yeah, vision. Got a specific than that. vision, haven't you? And, um, and Andrus Georgeson is going to dro- arrive yeah. from Malmo in November to take the role of free kick coach, head of player coach, and head of player development. Wow, well, is he getting three different uh, salaries? Is he probably? <laughs> <laughs> Which, but, but this did raise our eyebrows because we were like. Ah, yeah. right. Okay, We've seen this before, three we? years down the line, <laughs> right. is this the next head coach? Because this is the way we roll, you know. We, yeah. We're, you know, this this guy's been, you know, um, um, second in command at Malmo yeah. and, under Uwe Rosler, who's mm-hmm. obviously got Brentford history as well. He's he's not come to Brentford just to do fancy free kicks. Yeah, he, not he, to mess he, around with the coach. He's here he's, for yeah. something beyond that. So there's a grooming going. Yeah, on. it's similar mm. to how oh, we can't, can we say grooming on the radio? Well, grooming for if it's a right. <laughs> So what what about someone like um uh, Kevin O Kevin O'Connor? Well, we had this discussion in the production because he's been there before. since he was about five. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, he's true. He, yeah, he does bleed Brentford. Yes, but he does. He, uh, well, he's next. So if you look at the succession, he is next in line. He's in the position to step into the hot seat. But yeah, we don't know about how we well, we don't know how this guy develops behind the scenes. You, you never know. He may something may prick Kevin's ears in another club yeah. or he may move somewhere else or want to take a hot seat yeah. before Frank moves on. I, I so. think that's the thing as well you know you assume that everyone's bought into the into the sort of like the, the Brentford project yeah. Yeah. but sometimes you know like we've seen the, the Lincoln managers sometimes yeah. there's, there's a, an opportunity that comes along too good and to you turn think, down you know can yeah. I can I turn this down and if yeah. someone comes in for Kev O'Connor yeah. you know I'm not saying it's going to happen he, he's probably not even but also it but might be that they're actually looking at somebody that Kevin O'Connor gets the manager's job and um, Andreas comes in behind him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, may, you know, he may actually have just joined the back of the queue as well, opposed to... This is the other hugely exciting thing for me is the talent spotting that's going on, not only mm. in sort of young players and undervalued players, it's it's in the coaching positions yeah. as well. Yeah. They're just aware of what's going on in Europe and Scandinavia mm. specifically. Obviously, Denmark, we've got, you know, we've got a lead in, our, our owner owns... The, the Swedish, the, the Danish champions. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're we've got a DOF who's Danish. Mm. We've got a lot of players who are yeah. Danish. So you've got fantastic links. Yeah, absolutely. Strong. Yeah, so strong. it's a unique opportunity. It's a massive window. This mm. is. I, I'm listening to you talk, and like I said, there is so much positivity for the future. Huge optimism. How far can they go? 
And how long will it take? I, 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 I say, and who will be in charge? But I, I, but I say, you know, it's all born out of, uh, you know, r- realistic um, aspirations as well. You know, uh, we, we, we are, I think we are able to make a proper Premier League challenge at some stage soon. For the title? Whether it's this... No. <laughs> yeah, well, we, one step at a time. Yeah. But, you know, no, I don't think any of us are getting massively carried away. You know, yeah. I, I, if, I, if, we, if we get to the new stadium... In the Prem, that's a dream. But if we get to the new stadium as a still as an established championship team, I, I, I think that's that. Maybe go, may, maybe this time next year we ought to be pushing. But you know, you don't get those opportunities. You don't get to choose when when results go mm. your way. If we if we can hit the ground running, then you know we can get three or four wins on the trot. Anything's possible. And let me ask, um, Harry Curtis's book update. Yeah. So how long we got now? Couple of minutes. Couple of minutes. So I, I'm, I'm producing the Harry Curtis book. Harry Curtis was the greatest Brentford manager of all time. Looked after our club between 1926 and 1949, when we were the top team in London for quite well six months. <laughs> you know, we were, we were beating Arsenal. We were beating all the others. Um, Harry took us to the top of, of the English game, mm. and I've produced this book. Um, I've, we've uncovered his diary, um, and on, on, on Thursday, I went and met his granddaughter and and his and his great niece, and we've kind of used the book to relink. The, the Curtis family with yeah. the football club, oh, wow. and it's like a really powerful moment. They've they've lost contact, um, and so they're coming to the next home game, and the the kind of the the stars aligning with moving ground. And Harry was his team enabled Griffin Park to go from you know a tiny little um, bowl of uh, you know of, of dust to you know forty five thousand pound uh, forty five thousand capacity stadium, you know. He was he was the f- he was in in charge of Brentford during the first golden era. Yeah. So it's that there are analogies, there are similarities between then and now, um, where the grounds moving and the and the and the and the, the teams starting to grow in stature. And at the time under Harry, we had a, a team of internationals. Mm. So. And you think? Do you think it's hugely important that you respect the, the the legends from the past? I know football's moving forward so quickly at the moment. Yeah, the, the, respecting your heritage and identifying your heritage is important. You know, mm. we 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 are a proud South West London team. You know, a West London team, and I think you know the Brentford. When when you do these books and you and you realise that you know the 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 fans were as proud of their team back then as we are now yeah. um, it, it, I think the heritage is important we can't you know we can't sort of be be, be um, nobbled we can't nobble our future looking backwards but I think you need to respect it mm. I mean I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the past I mean being QPR and, and playing for Charlton and whatever you and the way the club deals with and looks after the older players, mm. the players from the past, and and always keeps them sort of in the foreground, in people's eyes and hearts and minds. I think it's a fantastic thing to do, and I think it's something that should happen. Love sports. Eight forty-six. Excuse me, gentlemen. Excuse me, gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Dave XG Dave Anderson said to me, Paul Mortimer, ex Charlton and Aston Villa, uh, and England under twenty-one. Are you an ex player then? Are you an ex player then? <laughs> Apparently, Sorry, David Paul. XG Dave Mate. Anderson means that he kind of knows stats. If it's not, if it's not on a spreadsheet, he doesn't know. <laughs> oh, I, now I know. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. The XG Dave, I'm having to rip that off that Mate. badge off your chest, my <laughs> not, friend. Not, I, don't, I think you might have riled him. <laughs> nah, you haven't. Nah, you haven't. <laughs> Brentford, tough game this weekend. They visit Deepdale um, to play Preston. 
what's your experiences of of of, of preston what they like and, and Pre- well i i preston's always a great day out yeah it is it's the it's one of the under under valued away games of the season people mm. think it's a long way it's grief it it is a long way yeah. but it's a brilliant day out so the the preston guys and girls they yeah. look after us up there yeah, yeah it's a, it's, it's a really it's, um, very nice watering holes let's say yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's all about the pubs is it yep Not, well, <laughs> well once for a long time you, mate you keep football out of football say, as long yeah. as you can on a saturday I'd say, exactly. well, let's ask ben astley uh diehard preston fan to discuss his side start of the season and what he thinks ahead of saturday's match ben is it all about the pubs in preston then uh, good evening, everyone. Hey, yeah, evening, man. You're right. Say that. It's um, the Brentford guys like coming up and having a good drink round uh, our watering holes, like we do when we come down <laughs> south. Um, but we always give an hospitable Lancashire welcome until three o'clock. Yes, yeah, true. And, and the start Preston have had um, six point, uh, ten points from six games, three wins, a loss, and a draw. Solid start, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, compared to last season, this time last season, we were uh, bottom of the league. We were struggling. Um, home form's been good. Three of those wins have been at home. Uh, got an important draw uh, last uh, time at Nottingham Forest. And yeah, it's, it's a solid start to the season. Quite good in the Carling Cup as well. Two wins. And the game against Man City to look forward to. Did you say the so, yeah, Car- Did you say all. the Carling Cup? <laughs> he did. Did he say the Carling Cup? Mil- milk, it's, milk Cup. It's, 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 it's the Rumbelows Cup, isn't it? Worthington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, what about the Johnson? Uh, whatever ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the Milk Cup. Oh, you know, the Milk Cup. Well, can we just call it the yeah, League Cup? Let's call it the League Cup and have done with it. Yeah. Proper. So it's been a good start. Mm. I mean, we we we've been up and as you you know as you say we 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 like we do like our our trips up to to see you at P and E, um, and we've had some real good ding dongs the last couple of years. You know, we've we've been up there and won a couple of times, and yeah. and we've been up there and we've lost a couple of times. This time last year, we we played each other roughly the same kind of time, and that was yeah. a bit of a that was a bit of a cracker, Jack, wasn't it? That game. It was, yeah. Um, but it just illustrated where we were at at the time. Um, who knows what it's going to be this time? I think home form for us has been really good. Three wins. Um, you're in a similar vein in terms of you're on the up as well. I think it'll be a good game. Um, and and we, I guess we're kind of in similar-ish situations where home form and home results are kind of that that's the kind of backbone to your this season you you have to make the most of your your home fixtures don't you yeah i mean that's been the case so far i mean we've had three home wins um and obviously we'll be looking to continue that on saturday um but we'll it we'll, we'll see how we'll see how we get on i think we are in similar veins we've, we've had to sell players for a lot of money and bring other players in Sim, similar signs of clubs it should it should all make for a good game yeah interesting hi is uh david there um here sorry hello hi there everybody um yeah so i'm quite interested in uh sort of daniel johnson he's your he's a midfield player he's um he's quite you sort yeah. of see him and you can recognize him immediately he's uh sort of storms around the midfield yeah. he's got a couple of pens this year so how important has he been for you and uh he's he, he coming really from the periphery i mean there were rumors that Paul Cook wanted to re-sign him. He had him at Chesterfield and Lone yeah. a while ago, and he, you know there was rumours that he was going to go to Wigan. Um, but he's he, he been in the side. What Daniel does, I mean, he, he's got this language style, but he is a very good passer of the ball. Does cut through 
uh, lines, which is important if you're going to create chances. And he, he's been a key player. He, he's one of the best penalty takers I've I've seen. He does wait, genuinely wait until the keeper has moved before he puts it the other side. I mean, he's he's pretty good to watch when he's taking them. Um, but he has been important in the middle. He's playing kind of further forward, number 10-ish role, mm. trying to uh, create chances, really. And, it, and especially at home, he's been quite effective. And he's been someone of a player who dropped towards the end of last season, wasn't in the team and a bit on the periphery, and some of the fans weren't too sure about him. To being a player who's played quite a lot this season, done really well. So, w- w- where's your weaknesses? Come, come. I want to know. Uh, I know where, where, can, where, where we come and pick your pockets on Saturday. We want to uh, know exactly how to undo you. I would suggest uh, fullbacks. Uh, potentially, we didn't uh, recruit enough in the summer. We've only got one left back who uh, is injured, so we've got a right back sometimes playing left back. Um, so there is potential weaknesses down the flank. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't got enough <laughs> forwards, so we may be trying to fit wingers into up front. We play uh, kind of one up front, three behind. Um, yeah, it's it's an awkward start home. Sometimes fans don't find it effective. Sometimes it draws teams out and we can attack them through pace. Uh, through the likes of Barcuz and, and and so on and so forth. So is that true? Is that true, or is that the, the old double bluff that you've done there? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's genuinely true. We haven't. We, we didn't recruit any full backs. I mean, we 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 only have one left back who's who's been injured. So um, that's going to be a genuine weakness uh, down the flanks. So I would suggest we're, we're full of midfield players. We're a little light up front. It has to be said because Lewis Malt is now injured. So we're running the likes of Maguire and. Uh, Jaden as well and um, David Nugent's not fit yet so um, we're running a, a little that's probably a, a good short. thing isn't it I don't know mm. <laughs> yeah it might be for us <laughs> so, so bear, well, yeah. so bearing in mind like last season's um, goal fest are uh, we expecting to see a lot of goals um, this this weekend uh, yeah I, I, I would say so I mean like I said we've got weaknesses um, potentially in, in, in defence so it hasn't shown itself at home I have to say, um, and we've been we've been scoring a few goals, so we'll try and play play football. Um, the little man in midfield will try and stop you playing football, uh, Ben Pearson. He um, loves a card. He, he does. Money. He does love a yellow card, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He does. He, loves he, he, he loves a walking yellow card. That said, I do think there are times where reputation goes before him, but. That's the nature of the beast, I guess. Well, I suppose you, you could be right, but if he makes a challenge that's against the rules, <laughs> he gets a card. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So what's your, Paul, what's your, what's your memories of uh, what's your memories of Deepdale, Paul? Um, I, I, uh, Preston. Who did I play there for? I think I played there for Bristol City. Um, good uh, Graham Alexander, uh, Simon yeah. Gregan, people like that. They had they had a good side with good yeah. pl- Sean. Sorry, good side, good players. Difficult to play against. They played really good football. Is the football the same? They played really fast, quality football. Yeah. Kept the ball well. Yeah, worked you hard. Is, is it mm. the, is it is it the same? They do they do like to play with 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 pace. He, he, he has got people that are, that are quick within the team, um, but it's slightly different than that team. I think you played against with Moises here. Yeah, you haven't got them players anymore, uh, mate. Tom finished it in the team when you played. <laughs> <didn't it? laughs> you see, oh, you no, see no, I knew that was coming. I, know, I yeah. knew that was coming. <laughs> is that right? Is it? Is that right? Is it? <laughs> Ben, carry on. I've got these three jokers in here who haven't got a clue. Go on, you carry on, my friend. It's not a problem. Yeah, slightly different. Um, 
I think a lot of the teams tend to play one up front now, whereas yeah. a lot of teams then tend to have two centrally. Uh, we play generally one up front. I'd be amazed if he doesn't play anything of ilk. He packs the midfield uh, with two, two, two mm. kind of holding and three break forward. And Alex Neil's your man. You, you, you. Because he always looks very serious. He looks like he's he one step a from a punch man. up. He, he does. <laughs> you don't want to accost him on the on on the on the touchline. No, he looks like he's ready. Juggling. No, or something he just else. he just looks. He just looks like he's going to say, "Do you want some, dear?" <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably I, would. <laughs> I have to be honest. I have, I have been critical in the past, and um, I noticed a slight change this year. That he is prepared. It looks like he he's prepared to shape his team for the opposition rather than just on form. He has a few times this season made three or four changes specific to what he thinks the team that he's playing against. He did the same for Sheffield Wednesday when we beat them and, and, and Wigan as well. So it'd be interesting to see what he's seen about Brentford that influences his team selection on Saturday. OK, very quick prediction. Uh, nil, nil. No, oh, no. God. Mm. All right, Ben. Oh. <laughs> All right, mate. We're, we're trying, See you Saturday, Ben. We're trying to stay awake. Thank you very much. That was Ben. Ben Astley, diehard Preston fan. Gentlemen. That's, that's weird by end. Very, it? very quick prediction because we've, we've got seconds to go. Two one Bs. Uh, three one Bs. Yeah, two two. Oh, he's sitting on the fence. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Evans from the halfway line. I think one of okay. the score from the halfway line. <laughs> All right. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I think it will be a scoring draw, a high scoring draw. That's what I'm hoping for. Six up. Yeah? Nice. Okay. Thank you very much as a Brentford fan show with Besotted. Paul Mortimer, still name. I'm. (laughs) (laughs) With Dave Dave Laney Lane. Thank you very much, Dave. Good evening. David XG Dave Anderson. The XG's coming off. And sorry, Paul. And Gary GP Paul. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I've really (laughs) enjoyed it. It's been fantastic fun. This is Love Sport Radio. We'll see you in a sec. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.